I thought uh, just after yesterday's prayer meeting that um, we're definitely going in the right direction because uh, one of the aspects of waiting on the Lord in the day that we're in for revival is that we become aware of and increasingly aware of where the church is, the position of the church and our feelings, our personal feelings and our feelings as a corporate body of Christ. And what can we do? Well, all we can do is acknowledge the fact that we have got ourselves into a state and we have inherited a church that is in a state really of powerlessness and the requirement is that the Lord comes and revives us, gives us life into our powerless state. And I, I was just uh, turning to a, a little verse in Zephaniah, the prophet Zephaniah, and uh, verse chapter 3, verse 18, near the end. And uh, the prophet Zephaniah was um, in a very difficult time in the land of Judah. And he prophesied, as he says himself in verse 1, chapter 1, in the time of the king Josiah. And Josiah was the son of Ammon, who was the son of Manasseh, who was the son of Hezekiah. And that was the time. And it was a very difficult time because the land was uh, full of idolatry, child sacrifice, unjust killings, turning away from God, turning away from the word of God, and not hearing what the Lord had to say to the people. A difficult time for any prophet. But the Lord sends prophets in those times to turn the people back to him. And it says in uh, chapter 3 of Zephaniah, verse 18, it says, I will gather them that are sorrowful for the solemn assembly, who are of thee, to whom the reproach of it was a burden. And we are acknowledging in ourselves that we are sor sorrowful for this sort the assembly of God, the solemn assembly. We are sorrowful. That is our state. We can't get away from it. We're sorrowful that we are in this powerless state as a by and large, as a body of Christ. We're sorrowful that the gospel light seems to be growing dim. We're sorrowful that, as I say, the, the church seems to be in a powerless state. There's, in fact, is there not a danger that the cross of Christ becomes of none effect? Because preaching may be going forth just with wisdom of words and not by the power of the Holy Spirit. These are really terrible times, terrible times for the church. Never mind the world, the state of the world and what's coming down in the world at the present time. The church, the body of Christ, the, the, the light, the glorious gospel 
of the Lord Jesus Christ? Are people being affected? Are our families being affected? Well, thankfully, there are still people getting saved. It's the mercy of God, isn't it? Thankfully, there are people being affected by the gospel. The light has not gone out altogether, but I think we have been acknowledging that the body of Christ certainly could do very much with that just powerful movement of the Holy Spirit amongst us. And in this uh, verse 18, that the, uh, the prophet writes, I will gather them that are sorrowful, sorrowful for the solemn assembly. And there is a time of sorrow. There's no getting away from it. Thankfully, we are of the Lord. The Lord is our saviour. But there is a reproach. There's a burden. And the reproach, you know, is really the reproach of Christ. It's the reproach on him. We bear it, but it's Christ's reproach. The world can say, where is your God? Where is your saviour? Where is your Christ? Where is the power of the gospel unto salvation? The world can say that if it was interested. And it's a reproach, but really it's against the Lord Jesus Christ because he is the head of the church. And the Lord always has an answer. And I just love it that if you turn back perhaps to uh, in the time of Josiah in Second Kings, 22, 2 Kings chapter 22 and verse 19. And it just highlights something that we have indeed been praying about. It says in verse 19 of chapter 22, because thine heart was tender, this is uh, the king Josiah, the young king, the boy king, when he was a young man, he made a whole lot of changes. Right away, he repaired the breaches of the house of the Lord. He found the book of the law. Suddenly, the law, the Bible, the scriptures, the word of God regained its importance, its vital position. It tells us in this verse 19, his heart was tender. He was responsive to that word. He was responsive to what the Lord was saying to his own people in that day. He responded. And he humbled himself, a prerequisite as we know for revival. He humbled himself before the law. He says, when thou heardest what I spake against this place and against the inhabitants thereof, that they should become a desolation and a curse. And he rent his clothes in mourning. He was in mourning for what was coming down upon the land. He lamented, he was grieving what the Lord would do in his wrath. But, it says, and he wept. It was a time for humbling, a time for mourning, a time for lament, a time for weeping. But here's the lovely thing. The Lord says, I also have heard thee, saith the Lord. After all that, after all that time, after re 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 just finding the, the book of the law, 
after pulling out the scriptures out of the rubble and the dust that had covered it for so long, after opening the scriptures and reading, his heart becoming tender, humbling himself, mourning, lamenting, grieving for the situation that he was in and weeping, the Lord heard. How wonderful that as we come into a very similar situation as this King Josiah, as we come into a time period when we would grieve and feel the loss of just the ability of the church, powerlessness, as we would just feel the loss of the, the movement of the Holy Spirit, even personally in our own lives. Oh Lord, what are come we pray? Lord, hear us, we pray. Hear us, hear us, Lord. Like so many of the people in times gone by who were in dire straits and there seemed to be such a, a, a declining of the just the power of the word of God. Of course, we know that God does not change. But in this time of declension, what can we do? We can mourn, we can weep, we can humble ourselves. We can listen to the word of God and respond to it. And pray that the Lord will hear us. Pray that the Lord will hear our prayers as we come before him even this day with repentant hearts, with humbleness. Pray that the Lord in glory will be merciful to us as we were praying yesterday, that he will indeed hear us and come and pour out a blessing on the land. Pour out a blessing even over this whole world in a time when there's wars and rumours of wars. Pour out a blessing so that his church may become enlivened again with the power of the Holy Spirit to be able to proclaim Christ, the Christ, the risen Christ, the Christ the victor of Calvary's cross, the Christ who can meet the need in people's lives. We pray, Lord, as we come down before you, the throne of grace, that you would indeed give us this, this, as the apostle writes in Thessalonians, for our gospel came not unto you in word only, but in power and in the Holy Ghost and in much assurance. We pray, Lord, that we would have that gospel in power, in the Holy Ghost, and in much conviction by the Holy Ghost on people's hearts. Will you do this, Lord, we pray, for your namesake. Thank you, Lord.